I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I got to be honest, I'm a little bit depressed at the moment. Cold, isn't it? Well, it's cold. The weather's definitely turned here in the UK, so the bright sunny days that we had earlier in the year, which made filming so easy, have gone. Always moaning it was too hot. I was moaning it was too hot. Now I'm moaning it's too it's cold. It's like a greenhouse in here it was. It just made filming in this country this time of the year it starts to just become a bit depressing because, you know, you want to get out for the sunrise shots and that's 10 a.m. <laughs> and then when you do, there's no sunrise, it's just clouds and the car gets covered in mud. But th- that's not why I'm depressed. No. I'm depressed because every time I turn on the news, it's basically telling me that the world's about to end. Well, half of that's true. I think it probably is. (laughs) But we're not going to talk about it. Well, we're not going to go too deep into it, but I think what we will do is talk about how it might be affecting the car world. Because, I mean, we've speculated this for a while. Even during COVID, we spoke a lot, or you did a lot, about used car market prices, even new car prices. Mm. And I've seen a lot of people, especially a lot of patrons, have been asking, how do we think the current global financial situation, but also very UK-specific financial situation, is going to affect the car market and car prices. So I, f- I feel like we should discuss it a bit today, mainly because I want to ask you, because I am panicking slightly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Well, we are, well, don't dive straight in. Good. That was a teaser. See, look, this is the new season, Tony. Oh, we give little bullet we, points. We give little teasers to what we're going to discuss later right. in the episode. I didn't brief you on that. You were no. about to just launch straight into the topic, weren't you? I was, yeah, but but... <laughs> Yeah, if you told me something before we actually sat down, then it would help. The problem is, because we're getting more professional and we've got f- cameras yeah. everywhere, Try we're going to have a telly up there in a minute so we can watch Emma Dell while we're filming this. <laughs> we go- oh, Emma Dell, by the way, is a UK soap <laughs> for our international viewers. It's not even a particularly good UK soap. No, so. but it's probably better than watching us. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so we're trying to be a bit more professional. So that yeah. was the point, is we're, we're sort of hyping up the things that we're going to be discussing today. So before we come on to this sort of big topic, there are some other things that I think we should be chatting through. Firstly, the potentially sad news, and I'll judge your reaction here, that the Aventador is now no more. I think that's the best news I've heard all year. (laughs) Lamborghini have announced that the final production Aventador has rolled off the line. They will not be building that car again. Good. (laughs) No, come on. We laugh and we joke, and we both have said that we're not really fans of how that car drives. But we've also agreed it's an icon. To look at. Yeah. As a poster car, yeah. As a poster, the way it sounds, the presence on the road, what it represents. It's a, it's a, it's a proper Lambo. Never drive your dream, basically. Because if you're a kid or an adult that aspires to go in or ever drive an Aventador because you like the way it looks or it's your poster car, keep it that way. <laughs> Don't go in it. I would disagree, <laughs> unsurprisingly. Oh, really? I think, okay, stock Aventador, sure, even just an Aventador S. Like, but the special ones, the SV, the SVJs, I think on, a, on the right road, my, for me, the, the two, the two, yes, two good experiences I've had in big V12 Lambos were the Mercilago SV, the Aventador SV, have I had a go in any other? Well, that's free. That's two. No, that's two. Mercy Like SV and Aventador SV. Have I been in an SVJ? I think I have. Anyway. Yeah, let's, you let's talk must about the two that I SVJ. remember. Yeah, they're all the same, mate, basically. Both the Mercy Lago SV and Aventador SV. I turned up. It was a sunny day. 
I got in the car. I drove 20 minutes down a great road, got out and never had to see the car again. Right. And from my memory, you hated it. No, those both, I'm saying that both those experiences were fantastic. Well, I'm Mercy Lago SV, I famously <clears throat> always loved, blew my mind, over and above a 599 GTO on the same day. That video exists on YouTube of me declaring that, and there's definitely conversations we've had where I said it was so ridiculous and insane and unexpected. I just loved that car. Right. Aventador SV was with Paul Wallaceo in Monaco on the, which road was it? I think it was the Ez road or something like that. And I was like, I'm not going to be into this. And I think he drove me first. And then I got behind the wheel and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. It's awful, but it's hilarious. And I, I did enjoy it. And again, I, that video lives on YouTube. I think I've got conversations on WhatsApp that we've had that you said it was the worst car you'd ever been in. Aventador S. Aventador S Roadster that Lamborghini lent me from the factory for a weekend in Italy. Was it? And I parked outside the hotel and didn't get in it for the rest of the weekend. Oh. We drove from the factory to our hotel. <laughs> Vicky was with me. The whole way I've got footage of her going, ah! <laughs> just with over the bumps uh, we get got, used to that noise yeah. you're saying that in the gt3 <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> we got to the hotel literally parked the car and i was like how can we not spend any more time in that thing it was so uncomfortable because you went car. and visited that beach town that we drove yes. through and sat in all the traffic in Melia Melia. exactly that yeah, that's exactly where saying, we were. yeah and I think, you know, Italy just does have some bumpy roads. That's yeah. some amazing roads. But yeah, so my great V12 Lambo experiences, I say beautiful, smooth tarmac, sunny days, and uh, and just short, quick drives. I haven't had to maneuver around town. I haven't had to do what I did with that event store S, which was, yeah, maneuver through traffic and do a long, it was like a four hour drive from the factory to that beach town. And that was a killer. So I am going to just say, if you have a dream of driving, experiencing or owning an Aventador, that's great. Do it, but just try and try and what's called limit the way that you're going to do it. Don't go and drive one around London. And I'm going to say, if you have that dream, change your dream. <laughs> because it have is you never had a good experience in an Aventador, uh, mate. Honestly, I've been in all of them. Sure, I've I've driven all of them. Maybe the exception of the original one. I'm not sure I drove that car. I've been in it. But I drove the S, the SV, and the SVJ. Sure. The SV was definitely an experience. And at the time, I had my Speciali, and I literally jumped out the Speciali and jumped into the SV. Oh, God. Oh God. And, I, and I could not believe how bad it was. Similar area cars, by the way. I could not believe. I thought I was in a car 25 years old. It was awful compared to... And that's good. Speciali. Speciali's a pile of poo now. No, don't even start. <laughs> <laughs> this but, will get a few of you going. Uh, no, it's going to rattle me <laughs> up in a second. Yeah. But anyway... But no, 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 no. <laughs> because, the, I mean, the gearbox famously is slow. Single clutch gearbox. It's lurchy. It's, it's one of those ones that of its era it would have been great, but it's not of its era. It was always a dated system. Was that the only thing or is this no. what is this slow? It's cumbersome. What not what just the gearbox, it was the whole thing, mate. It was the steering, it was the brakes. The chassis didn't seem to be connected to I mean anything. I mean it I mean you turn the steering wheel and the thing would still go straight. <laughs> even on a big corner. Yeah. Like I, I felt like really uneasy in it uh, you know what uh, I mean like I, I couldn't wait to get out the thing the SVJ was slightly better because the rear steering of course but one of my best friends he sold it now had one of them for a couple of years he had two actually on one year and one the next and by the end of it and he lo he's a huge advocate of them he loves them because they're the good thing about uh, a, an event store especially the SVJ they're quite planted on the road they're quite safe like to unstabilise them you've got to be a retard basically <laughs> so not, we shouldn't be just saying uh, no, that word again, not, it's not, not particularly really politically correct politically correct but you've but, got to you've yeah but, oh, but, any to to <laughs> ben, but anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't you, you, I know what you're trying you, to say just move on move on <laughs> they've so, got a lot of grip okay. yeah they've got, they've got a huge oh, amount God. of grip but but actually apart from that it just wasn't very good. I remember I remember us sitting in traffic once. And I'll give it a little bit of credit, actually. We was actually on an uneven, bumpy road. We'd taken a wrong turn in France down this road. And this road got 
more and more gradually bumpy and was going slower and slower. And we got to got the end. Got bumpier. Got bumpier. Thank you. Anyway, we come to the end of this road and there was a bridge that was basically getting back onto the main road, but the bridge was so tiny, none of us could get over, apart from two 911s that, like, honestly, mate, it was a fag paper either side for the 911s. I was in a Ferrari and then um, there was a SVJ and another Ferrari. So we had to go back up the bumpy road. Anyway, the SVJ on the way back overheated its gearbox, overheated everything, and we had to stop <gasps> for half an hour to let the car cool down because it oh, couldn't wow. go no further. Oh, wow. And there's lots of other stories that I'd have about SVJs, brakes overheating, um, SVs as well, c- cooking of brakes on trips before where they just got too hot. It just, it, it, it's, a, it's an old dinosaur. And the only good thing that I would say about it, which I've said many times before, that when we was on road trips with them, everyone would gravitate towards it for obvious reasons, because of the noise, because of the way it looked. But actually, to drive and dynamically, it, it's no good. Amazingly, I just had a quick look whilst you were talking. You know, on, on Auto Trader, it lists the cheapest event store currently at 160000 pounds still you know that's a 2012 car 30,000 miles capristo exhaust novatech wing looks like a bit of a dog they've <laughs> they have continued to hold their value i mean 170 grand is the next one well that car would have been two probably quarter of a million quid no maybe a bit less I mean, but for 10 years it's, it's not too it's lost bad 75 grand maybe yeah but, I mean, but that's then, pretty impressive well it is but flip that on its head and look at a 458 it's lost less ah oh, okay fine well yes i long story short i think the aventador will go down as an icon i think it will be remembered as a great v12 lamborghini yeah let's see what the next no. iteration is going to be um <laughs> no no it, it will as a lambo it did what it should have done do you know what I mean? It's not for us. We're not Lambo people. But those that like Lambos, it, it was probably their biggest V12 success Be- over Diablo Contash. V12 ever. Oh, wow. Okay, well, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, yeah. and I'm sure when we are 60, so in a couple of years for you. Um, <laughs> Five for you. <laughs> we'll look at Aventadors and go, oh, yeah. That, you know, oh, yeah, it's great. It's good. You know why it was all one. clapping when it rolled off the Deluxe and died? All of them, the whole staff were all sending it off the last car. So they're thinking, thank God we ain't got to build another one of them. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Just, there's yeah, probably something in there. The <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See ya. Let's all go back to sleep. Well, hopefully there'll be some uh, some news on its replacement soon, probably shared directly from Paul Wallace, who seems to be all over these narratives. We can get him in for a special... He's got nothing else to do. Well, the first time Vicky, my wife, met Paul, <laughs> he was on... Uh, it was on a road trip we were doing through Europe, and all he spoke about was the event store replacement or the facelift event store at the time, which I guess became the event store S. Well, that was six, seven years ago. Yeah, and literally she nicknamed him replacement event store facelift event store and we're still waiting so we you know he's been waiting for this car for seven years so i'm sure he'll be all over it well it's 11 years that car's been in yeah. production unreal isn't it they've absolutely dragged they that out milked it yeah um complete segue into something really different oh sound like us <laughs> have you noticed Lots of good-looking Kias on the road recently. I thought you was going to say, have you noticed there's some good-looking women? I'd yeah. say, yeah, all the time. There's one in this building. Really? <laughs> I haven't seen her. Um, yes, you have. So, <laughs> say that he's married. I don't see women except my wife. Um, have you noticed good-looking Kias? Is that just me? Uh, well, whatever turns you on, really. I mean, I don't really... No, come on, be serious for a second. Because genuinely, I keep seeing Kia's and going, that's a good look. Even the, I don't even know the names of any of them, but the electric one's fine. They're good looking enough. There's a little Kia Sportage at the moment. I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, I think the Sport, apart from the really, really first one, I think the Sportage has always been quite a good looking, bearing in mind it competes with a Qashqai, maybe. A little bit sure. bigger, maybe. But, um, yeah, I've always thought that's not a bad looking car. 
One thing I'd say about Kia now and Hyundai and all that, they used to be really good value. They're really expensive now. Oh, are they? That's what oh, I was mate. about to ask. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're all not cheap anymore. All new starts from 27 grand. I'm sure you could go up from there. I bet they're 45, the Larry one. Probably. Yeah. The EV6, that's a good looking car. Um, the Stinger, I thought it's always been a good looking car, the Stinger. Who buys that? The EV9 that's coming soon looks mad. Have you seen the EV9 thing? No. Image appears on screen now. Um, it's like a huge... American style SUV, massive great thing, boxy great thing, but it looks very cool. I just don't know who's doing their design at the moment, but I think it's great. I'm going to type it in here. Kia Design. I don't think I'm going to go and buy a Kia, but I wanted to give them at least a shout out because. Fair enough. You know, um, Nai Young Mang, there should be a news story somewhere that they just stole somebody's design head, but yeah. And do you get, do you get them in every every now and again, Kias? Uh, uh, only in park exchange we sure. don't, you know we don't we don't actively look to buy kids because we're a german specialist predominantly but um yeah if we get one in park exchange that's nice sometimes they always surprise me park exchanges that we get you know like when you get like a four or five year old what we'd call like an everyday car like a focus or an astra or something like that and you get in them and you drive them down the road and you think flipping hell this is all the car you could ever want. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you cannot believe how... We're spoiled, mate, but you cannot believe how good like a, just a normal car is now. Well, I told it's you that with the, my cash car experience, I'm sure we've spoken about it before, when, when Vicky rented one from a rental company when yeah. her parents came into town, she came to pick me up from... And I was like, this is amazing. It had pan roof, it had auto uh, cruise control, yeah. radar guided cruise control, heated seats. I was like, this car's incredible. Looked good, felt sturdy. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. We're sport to get into all these very nice things very often. We, we forget how good uh, other other stuff is. Um, now, I have some gossip. Oh, a little bit of gossip. Tell me. Um, before the end of the year, I think we've got some exciting 911s coming our way. Oh, no, not not more 911s. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything more because I don't I think I'm allowed to. I wish I well. was shared in confidence, in secret. But I think we're going to have, we can get, get in and dirty on the Porsche chat because I think we're going to have some new models launched before the end of the year. So we're going to get in and dirty on Porsche's chat, but you're not going to know what we're going to talk about because you're not going to tell you. Well, you can, if you do some Googling, you'll figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs> Why <laughs> but don't I you just, tell them the models? I'm not, I'm just, I've, you know, I, I, pre, I uh, appreciate my relationship with Porsche. They told me some stuff in confidence. I just wanted to get you all hyped and prepared that in the months ahead, we're going to be doing a lot of Porsche chat because alongside new models, of course, we're going to have my GT3 delivery any day now. Is that... Oh, oh right. Oh, yeah. Is that any day? Well, I'm still waiting for the email. So you know when you... I didn't actually know this, but when you order a Porsche, you get signed up to this kind of like these notifications, like the sort of buying process. And mm. the first one's like, you've, you've started the journey. Yeah. Find out more about your car. Yeah. The next one's an invitation to the Silverstone Experience Center. Come Correct. and drive a GT3 so you can get excited about your car arriving. I decided not to do that. Oh, you got to drive it on the skid pan. Yeah. yeah. I've been, I, it's amazing, the Silverstone Experience Center. It is, yeah. Uh, but I was just like, I, you know, I'm a busy R guy. Around the Stowe circuit. Then I got an email saying production is about to start and I'm now waiting for the next step, which is an image of my car on the production line. All right. So I'll let you into a little secret. Please do. I would say the car's already now been built because I would say they're probably about a week ahead of you, maybe. I disagree. Well, because it was originally slated for an October build. Right. So you've had an email saying that it's about to go into build. At the end of August. I got that email. About to. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it doesn't take, it takes like a few days to build a car. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. So if it's about to go into build, mm -hmm. it's built. Do you think? Well, it, it, it doesn't take three weeks to build a GT3. No, no, it, no, it, but it might it's take about five to go days. into build. I, obviously, I don't think it has gone into build because they said to me, the dealer said it would go into build in October. If it's an early October build, that means we might get the car at the end of October. More realistically, it's going to be sometime in November. Yeah, once it's still it's, September. So mm, once it's built, it's normally about three weeks, roughly. But what what normally happens is sometimes they get uh, stuck. They will come in at uh, uh, Porsche Sheerness. I think okay. they all come in at she Sometimes they get stuck at the port. Sure. Um, so that sometimes takes it. And then because your Porsche retail, it will then go to Reading and have its PDI yeah. and its um, all its checks. It'll get registered and whatnot. 
and then it gets delivered to Guildford, Guildford which is okay. where you'll collect it. So, okay. yeah, it, it, if it's not built already, it's imminent. And then once it's built, you're free four weeks before delivery. Well, I hope it's imminent because I'm starting to hear stories of people saying they're getting calls from their dealers saying that parts, some parts aren't available. Some options again. parts, yep, are now not available again or, or, or suddenly and they're having to remove options from cars. But I don't think that'll be your car because I think that's, it's imminent, your car. If you've had I'd that email so. to say about to go into build. Should I check live now just in case there's been an can, update? You can, yeah. I don't think that'll be long, that car. To Let be honest, see. I mean, what are the boys saying at Guildford? Uh, to be fair, I haven't actually asked them yet because I didn't. I felt like it was a bit annoying just to keep like, oh, "Where's my car?" <laughs> oh, I used to oh, ask all the while. So, honestly, let me see when was the last email that came through from Porsche. I wanted because you just click on this link and it'd be so fun if I can literally reveal live right now that the car has gone into build. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? But <laughs> I think I would have got an email. It's going to take a bit longer than I thought, so maybe we'll come back to this. At well, the probably end. when you went, like I said to you, one. When they say it's gone into build, they're probably already building it. Yes, fair they're enough. All, they'll go. be in front. The development process of your 911. Visit my Porsche. Let's see what this is going to say. Because I don't, I don't think that'll be on that car. So start flapping. I mean, I've been flapping for a while. I've got to Have be you? Honest. Hold on a sec. Email. <laughs> Chuck this in here. Come on, guys. It's going to be worth the wait, this. There's nothing funnier than watching Sam flap, by the way. I can just tell you that right now. Happens quite regularly. It's it is hilarious. <laughs> it's usually always just around finances. Oh, okay. I'm going to give this one more attempt at saying it doesn't have my password. And then we're going to bin it. And then we're going to bin it off. Yeah. Because um, really, what we're trying to do is we've got a lot to talk about. Today, no, no, so no. We do, mate. We do. Oh, no, do we? No, no, yeah. yeah. I hate it when you say that because you don't know what we're talking about, and it makes it sound like we're just here wasting everyone's time. I need, okay, so I haven't had it. the last email I got was the August the 18th. Right. That was the last email I got. So we're, you know, I've been waiting a while for an update. Uh, anyway, what it does is it does segue, segue on to our main topic. Thank you very much, Tony. Because jokes aside, I am flapping a little bit about this car. <laughs> so my final list price, I think, was 156 odd grand. For, That's on for the road. My, uh, sure. Okay. You know, so that'd be 160 and a bit more. No, no, no. No, 156 on the road. On the road. 156 on the road. Um, so... Obviously, with everything going on in the world at the moment, and with a lot of predictions in the UK and globally that we might be looking at a pretty hectic recession next year, obviously everyone's bills are increasing and things like that. I'm sitting here looking at a, okay, circa 150, pounds supercar arriving going, oh God, <laughs> like, there, I genuinely a part of me which is a little bit nervous about this. And we've spoken a lot before about reacting to moments. You've, I mean, during COVID talked about, you know, clearing out garages, collectors, getting rid of cars and things like that. And of course, I'm so excited for my GT3. And of course, I'm working so hard to be able to ensure that I can afford it um, and cover bills and et cetera, et cetera. But am I mad? Am I, is it the worst timing in the world to be taking delivery of a £150,000 supercar? Um, well, it depends on your circumstances, of course. I mean, if you've got no money, then yeah, it's it's a barbaric decision to go out and then spend 150 grand on a supercar. But in terms of <clears throat> residual and holding its money in general, GT cars are normally okay. So, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to, buy it and sell it straight away to try and have a profit, a big profit, I think you might be peeing in the wind there because I, I, I think the big overs for these cars... And, and by the way, we have been saying this for about a year now that car prices have slowly started to soften. Obviously, we had that huge hike after COVID where the government money was plunged into the system and everyone had money and everyone was doing well, we reopened again and everyone's moving and stamp duty and blah, 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 blah. And and now that's come to a, a, a shut, well, the back end of last year, we first started seeing it. So cars just aren't losing money now. They, they, they have been for last, since the last quarter of last year. So nearly a year, they've been starting to lose money again. So, um, Will they continue to lose money? For sure. There's going to be another correction, 100%. Um, I think if I personally had to put my money 
anywhere. A, 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 a new GT3 at least would be at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. There's a few other cars as well that will... There's some cars that are just never affected, mate. And there'll be some Porsche models. Although I'm going to slightly contradict myself here because Porsche have had one of the biggest rises in general. 911s, McCann's, they've all gone through the roof. I expect them to have one of the biggest falls mm. because there's a lot of them around. Uh, take Turbo S's, 992 Turbo S's for a start. They were at points 40 and 50,000 pound over list for a mass produced car. They've now really softened off. Um, I can give you another example from Porsche as well. Um, a car that I've often looked at and nearly bought the GT2. Sure. Um, they, over the last two years, have always been mid 300s and we spoke about that time that I could have bought one just before COVID at 300 grand with not a lot of miles on it and I decided not to. They're now retail back at 300 again. So Interesting. Th- there's, th- th- there are... Because I was going to say that I felt like online a lot of people were still trying to get the big overs like so gt3s is an example because we started off by talking about these you know when the 992 first came out people were straight away putting it up at what two hundred fifty thousand, right that's kind of that was the kind of go-to straight away the early cars just the big up spec with cars See, yeah. who knows what they were selling for but that's what they were appearing advertised for no they were selling for around there was about 100 over okay um but still today i do see cars coming through that are still advertised circa that amount now is that because private sellers or maybe some dealers are still attempting to go for the big overs or, or using that figure to lure people in or people haven't quite realised that stuff's cooled off. Like how many people do you get calling you up thinking that they can still get big overs for cars and haven't realised that actually things have cooled off? Oh, all the while, mate. I mean, we had a, I've had a call today while I'm in here. I've, I, had a, I had a guy call me up um, earlier on today about um, wanting to sell a, a carbon RS3. It ordered a year ago. It's it's now coming. Your circumstances have changed, which is often what happens when you order a car and you've got to wait a year for it. This is why manufacturers always used to used to build cars and always used to have them available because people change their minds. Like the wind as well. Quite often a car is a impulse buy. So when you've got to wait a year, unless it's something really special like a GT car or a special Ferrari or a Lambo or something that, you know, you've worked all your life for, that's slightly different. But a mass-produced car you've got to wait a year for, you change your mind. Sure. So this guy's had a change of circumstances and he's obviously paying list for it, whatever, 60-odd grand, 60 grand. And he wants a drink on it. He, want, he wants, he doesn't want the he car. He wants to make a little bit he, of money. He wants to make some money on it. But that's long gone. You know, maybe the maybe the, Last year, the RS3s have been out nearly a year now, if not a year. So maybe the first cars, they were a little bit over. Sure. But that was, there was a demand for them that was short. But now there's millions of them. And they're not an over. It's a mass-produced car. It's a bit like that new Range Rover. Yeah. You know, we had a couple of three of them that we sold really quickly, and they, they were fairly big overs. But that's all gone now as well. And there'll be a there'll be a little bit of a demand for that new sport as well, where they'll they'll fetch a bit of overs, but not for very long, mate. It's a very very small period on a mass produced car. And then, what happens when we hit tight times, which is what's coming now, imminently, if it's not already, is that that starts getting affected by the less mass produced cars, because the market's always slightly marred by what's it actually worth. In terms of, say there, take your GT3 for an example. Mm-hmm. Say there's 30 for sale, for instance. So there's a mixture of manuals and PDKs, there's 30. How many of them are actually owned by the dealer? Actually, have they written a check for? I, I, I would say less than half. I don't know exactly, but I would say there's a lot of seller return cars. So that will be punters giving them to dealers and chancing their arm and they'll have a bit of a bust up with a profit or they, they agree a figure or whatever. Well, that's a um, inflated market because what they're actually really worth is what the dealer will write a cheque for. Well, and, and this is what I was going to bring you on to. So I was just looking at RS3 you mentioned as an example, you know, what cars are advertised for on auto trader because this is often a common misconception as well, right? I think... But- 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. By consumers rather than within the trade, is look on Auto Trader. That's what the car's going for. Great, that's what they're worth. That's what I could sell a car for. And you don't often realize, as you just said, some are sale or return. Uh, you know whether those cars are actually selling for that money. Anyone can stick a number. You could stick an RS3 up for two hundred grand if you wanted to. Doesn't mean they're worth that. <clears throat> so my my sort of query on that was, and, and maybe in the defence of consumers, is that there are still some people. You know, there are a couple here of carbon black RS3s up at seventy odd grand delivery mileage. Is that some people out there will still be attempting to get figures from six or nine months ago, and they can, uh, and, and maybe no they can. Like, sure, you know, all it takes is someone to go, yeah, cool, I'm prepared to pay that money for that car, or people can advertise whatever they like. But that I think maybe is where people are hanging on, and maybe might might think to disagree or, or or not understand because they'll look at other cars advertise and think, oh, well, there's still profit to be made. My car is a 63 grand RS3. There's a few up here for 70 grand. I can make a couple of grand here. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I can, I can understand the general public thinking like that, but you know what? It's like what you want to happen in life and what actually happens are two different things. For sure. So, or, or, or like, is it like fashion trends where actually the cool people are wearing the cool fashion by the time that me and you start wearing it, the very uncool people, uh, you know, the cool people have moved on. We're two years late. So that's what I'm asking is, is if this is happening, if you see this happening within the trade, you are at the cutting edge of values. Yeah. Maybe it's going to take a little bit of time or clearly it is taking a bit of time for the general consumer, the general to sort of catch up to the fact that actually things are cooling off. Yeah. I mean, I, I always say to people as well, and I've said to you many times, we, we as uh, dealers in general, we're always at least six months ahead of a, of a punter. Because we're in it every day. It's like the banking world, you know. They would have seen this coming a mile off. The the, the crisis is about to come. Um, you know, there's lot there's lots of lots of other industries, and I don't claim to be a professional in them industries. But unfortunately, like houses, everyone's an estate agent, everyone's a car dealer because it's so it's such a they're the two biggest purchases in your life, houses and cars, and and lots of people. You could be informed and you can and you can watch the market, but there's only to a certain extent, unless you do it every day as a job, there's only, there's only a certain amount that you can absorb as a as a customer. So we we always see these declines and inclines very quickly because we're doing it every day. So when you take the RS3 for an example, we see them softening off six months ago, you know, there'll be exceptions. There'll be someone now watching that go, Oh, I sold my car for three grand over list. Well done. Fair enough. Good for you. Well Great. done. Yeah. You, you, you've swum the channel. Yeah. yeah. Go have a pint. Yeah. 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 But then, you know, there, there's, there will, it, as a mass and in general, them cars that have been up, uh, up at 70 odd grand 
I bet they've been one. They've been in stock for a while. Some of them won't be the dealers' cars. Some of them will be Audi cars, and they'll be Audi dealers that are just trying to chance their arm, and they'll get reduced very, very quickly because then they go paid, essentially. Um, and then, and then there's obviously the dealers that actually give the right money from in the first place which has already started happening and then they go on at the right money and then all them dear ones have to come down because that's just what and then it's a race to the bottom so and i'll ask you a difficult question here because i'm i'm predicting what some people might suggest um what would you say if i said to you well you're only saying this so that you can buy cars cheap from people sell them high and maximize your profits i already buy cars cheap okay it's my job that's that's the 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 car industry is not about selling it's always been about buying it always has been so i i, I don't care if people listen to me or or what I, i'm little old me is not going to manipulate the market or change the market oh you don't realize no, don't it, the power, <laughs> the it, power it, you it, have. It, it's not and it's not yeah. it does not affect me in whatever happens even if we have a correction yeah it will affect me for a little while because it will affect the stock I'm holding. But that stock doesn't stay forever. It gets turned, obviously. So when there's an adjustment in the market, it's only the stock that you're holding that needs to be the corrected, not the stock you're buying because that's going down at the same time. So it, it's a it's a temporary thing for for most dealers. It's a, it, it's a temporary thing. So uh, work on works on percentages and and that's what makes the world go around. Yeah, because I, I just think you know I think we've moved on and, and for sure the lovely audience of this podcast don't uh, paint you with the same brush or, or, or whatever the saying is. But obviously tarnish you with thank the same you. brush. Well done. Oh, you taught me something there. Um, I've never been good at sayings. In the UK, there's always been that sort of. Easy uh, statement of you know, or car dealers are untrustworthy, right? You know, it's, it's the favourite thing for people to for sure, to, yeah. To, and there's to, still a lot of them, mate. Sure, absolutely, because yeah. it, it, it's you know, dodgy old industry, you and mate. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so's a lot, though. Yeah, of course, there's a lot of dodgy. There's a lot. There's a lot of dodgy people in your industry. Very. There's a lot uh, of dodgy people in the in the in lots of different industries, course, retail, yeah. everything. But let's just talk quickly then about new car prices and how that affects things. Because again, let's go back to the GT3. You know, when that car launched, came out at 125 odd thousand pounds. My car starts now at least 135,000 pounds. It's gone up in 10 or 12 grand since it actually uh, launched as the 992 GT3. That, because of inflation, because of parts, because of a lot of things, I suppose. Uh, Range Rover Sport, uh, as we found out on my launch event, definitely more expensive than prior generation. Yeah. Um, uh, Ferrari. FUV, SUV, whatever yeah, we're yeah. going to call it. Yep. Uh, you know, we mentioned big, big money. So car, new cars in general are becoming more expensive. So firstly, how does that affect things? But how does it affect it for a GT3 where if you spec one up, you know, you, you spec up an original car to 140 grand and now I've spec one up to 156. Like, should I be charging 10 grand more? Do you, do you see what I mean? Like, how does that play with no, things? No, 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 no. It doesn't make it worth any more or less just because you've got an early one. that we, it, it, The car's the car. The spec's the spec. And actually, uh, cars in general, um, specs are becoming less and less because what, what one don't have, the other one has. You know, so it, it really doesn't, as long as you've got the right bits on a car, especially a normal car. Pan roof. More of that's SUVs. But, 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 you know, like, <clears throat> we take BMWs, M cars, for example, head-up display, cameras, uh, you know, uh, lots of Massage other... Massage seats. Not really. But there's, <laughs> lot, there's, you know, what they haven't got, one won't have head-up display, but one will have cameras and Harman Kardon, and then the other one have... It, it's, it, you're splitting airs. It's two, threes, and sure. six. The, the, the values are very similar nowadays. Your your car is slightly different in the way it behaves because it instantly has an increase and 30, 40, 50% increase from original price. Now, take what you will with this, but the manufacturers look at this and they're not stupid. So over the years, they've obviously looked at these prices and gone, oh, brilliant. That car's fetching stupid money over list. It's too cheap. The next one, we're going to put it up. And no, oh, sorry, go on, go on. 
that's not what you asked? No, no. My point being, what about these price changes when a car's already been launched? Year on year price changes. So not, here's a whole new model. As I say, the GT3 launched, it was 124 grand in the UK. List price now is 135. It's incrementally increased. Each model year, the price has changed. Yeah. But that, but that, yeah, but that's been the last few years, but that's because of the way of the world and inflation and stuff. Absolutely. But does that affect things depending on model year? So, you know, Golf R is probably another example. I'm sure, I don't know if that's increased. They would have gone up a bit. Gone up a bit. So if you get a car and you have to take that into consideration, okay, it's a 2022 car. So that actually means it's worth a little bit more. Than no, a, no, 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 okay. no, 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 okay. no, definitely not. That's, that's not, that's not, that's not part of it. No, it's like the new defenders that are coming out now, the new 110 defenders, they used to come with air suspension, the standard. Yeah. It's now a 1700 quid option. Really? They're taking it away. Yeah. Oh, which I think so, is essential. Yeah. I actually think on the defender, I think the air suspension. Uh, is uh, yeah. But there's obviously a supply problem, which uh. is probably why they're taking it away. So, and it's another it's it's another way to get an impri- a price increase. Sure. So Land Rover actually historically normally quite good options, as in as standard. Porsche and Ferrari are particularly bad. Not so much Porsche, but Ferrari are terrible. You literally Porsche buy are pretty bad. <laughs> Based yeah. on my experience. Yeah, but they're not when you when you look at the you know like your car, you've loaded your car up for twenty five grand you just about get paint on a Ferrari. Yeah, which, fair do, enough. Do you know what I mean? Like fair Ferrari enough. are ridiculous in their options. But but in general, the you know, BMW, Mercedes, they do packs now. And actually, they're not bad. But when they start taking things away and then charging them on top, I always think that's like taking the piss a little bit. A do bit you know cheeky. what I mean? Yeah. But everything's gone up in that respect because of the way of the world, because of what, you know, parts. Supply issues, inflation in general, Fuel, things cost more. Like, everything. Yeah, everything's more expensive, yeah, so the cars yeah. have to become more expensive. Uh, of course, there's not a lot. But then what happens is as well, the manufacturers look at it and they always put a bit more on top mm. because all the time you're paying it, they're going to charge it. It's as simple as that. You know, like people moaning about, oh, GT3's are 20,000, 25,000 quid more than the old car. Uh, well, there's a few reasons for that. One is because people will happen; they'll still pay it. And the manufacturers, like, well, I'll go back to what I said earlier, they do look at previous models and how they're holding in the world and what values they are. And they go, well, when they come out, they were 50, 60, 70 grand over list. So that car new was too cheap. Sure. So let's ask another 30 grand for the new model. Why not? Because why don't we have it instead of the punter? But... What happens is, is that the punter still puts it up another hundred grand more over list. Of course. But, but that's another reason why they're getting more and more and more expensive. Ferrari are very good at it. You know, they, and, and they, because they don't, they make 10,000 cars a year or whatever. They're really good at monitoring the prices as well. And, and they'll always, they're a bit like Rolex, the watch company, they'll always make one less car than demand. And actually, me and we was talking briefly on WhatsApp last night, and Paul was saying that there's still some McLaren 720s. McLaren 720s S's in the market, still brand new, sitting in showrooms. <gasps> they don't make them anymore. <sighs> so, but you wouldn't never get that with a GT3 or a Lambo sure. or Ferrari. Sure. They don't. They always make sure they're made to order. So. Yeah, it's um, not a not a numbered run, but it's a limited production, and they're that sold. They, they, yeah, that they judge very well. Yeah, they're sold. They're sold yeah. units. So if they've got ten thousand orders, they'll make nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. So then, in your mind, is the puro sang puro sang uh, correctly? Has that been a clever pricing strategy by Ferrari to make it circa four hundred k? Ferrari can ask what they like mm. for a car. Why? Because they always sell them, mate. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and people, it does make a difference. It makes no... Yeah. You can moan and scream and shout as much as you like about prices on Ferraris. First of all, you have a choice. You haven't got a gun to your head. Don't buy the car. Yeah. If you don't want to pay the money, don't buy it. And secondly, you all do buy them. <laughs> so yeah, why... They're a business. Yeah. Why... Yeah. why they, they get away with it, mate. And and there would have been a lot of thought that went into that. They would have analysed all these things, Rolls-Royce, Cunnilans, Eurus's, strength of 
uh, Ferrari in many countries like China and the UAE. And the, 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 that price is a very specific price that they know will position that car the way they want it to be positioned and will sell. They'll know they have customers at that price point. Uh, uh, don't forget as well, you're talking about UK here, we're very lucky in the UK that, that actually, compared to most of the world and Europe, our prices are cheap, mate. You know, when so, you... Uh, you're talking about retail prices for new cars? Retail prices in general for new cars are one of the cheapest in the UK than anywhere else in the world. Why is that? I've I, 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 no idea. Mm. I, 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 I don't know. Must must be a tax thing. It's probably a tax thing. Sure. So when you um, when you take the... Obviously, I had to, when I was away, I had some uh, tyres fitted on the pista. Yes, you were saying. Very uh, expensive tyres. Very tires. expensive tyres. And... Uh, I went to Ferrari Geneva and uh, a, a pista there, used mm-hmm. pista there, is about 80,000 Swiss francs more than this country. So that's the used market, which I, I've known because I've also looked at things, even like Project Mate, 360s. Yeah. 360s in Europe at the moment. Manual 360s are like 140,000 euros. Yeah. I wish my car was left-hand drive. I'd be swapping for a CS straight away. Yeah. But- but but the new the new is the same I know as well I mean I, we keep using this GT3 as a linchpin but it's only because it's the one that I can re- I know to reference the most but 992 GT3 list prices are, is a lot more in mm. Europe as well yeah. um, let me see if I can just go on the configuration and then we talk about the American market well that's even worse you know when you go to, when you because well, they can charge over stick it at the dealer as well correct that's the crazy thing correct yeah they can charge what they like they can charge what they like so that's that's the that yeah the u.s market can be insane yeah um let me just see if i can go configurator oh screw it anyway but yeah it, 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 they are more expensive in europe but okay so then to tie this back into our current situation at least in the uk or with the sort of global financial i'm going to call it crisis yet but squeeze uh we recession are we actually in a recession no, I, globally I, yet i mean we're basically not no, so we haven't, uh, you know, so global this, financial squeeze, let's call it. This um, country is in for recession now, as we speak, for sure. The way that we tend to buy cars in this country is by financing them. Yeah. So in America, leasing, in Europe, they do different finance solutions. How could absolutely skyrocketing, skyrocketing interest rates and less disposable income affect used and new markets, especially new markets, you know, PCP models and things like that. I, I remember when I bought the X3 uh, earlier in the year, BMW said, look, we're going to be really honest. You're better to get some independent finance because our rates are atrocious they are, yeah. for used cars. Now, so affordability checks, incre- increased interest rates, et cetera, et cetera. People's other bills are, are rising. Do you think that's going to slow down new car purchases or maybe luxury car purchases are people going to review well, that well first first of all new car finance is always cheaper than used car finance even at the manufacturer so bmw for instance these are very rough numbers but for instance i think they're 11.9 apr for a used car now it's about to go up even more as well but a used car is probably 4.9 or 5 point sorry a, a new, new car, car is probably yeah. 4.9 or 5 because it's subsidized by the manufacturer sure they can't have the at 12.9. They wouldn't sell and never sell any cars. Just as a point of reference, uh, an independent, so someone like Magnitude Finance, obviously, uh, they've tended to field deals to me recently, sort of seven odd percent, I guess. Yeah, so we, we us as a dealership, we're very competitive with finance and we're 7.9% APR. Okay. So we're roughly four or 5% cheaper than a main dealer in terms of sure. APR. Okay, I just wanted to give that as a point of reference. Yeah, for sure. So when new and used are going to be slightly different the the manufacturer will always make sure it sells new cars there is going to be a correction but what happens is there'll just be some support there'll be some support from the manufacturer they'll trim the finance rates or they'll keep them the same and they'll just have lesser margin because they've got to they've got to sell sell the cars they've got to sell the cars because that supplies the used market and they don't have a business without selling them because not not just don't come with a car is selling a car. It's then parts and servicing and... Uh, so do you think new cars actually might become more of an attractive proposition than used cars because of that? Because they'll be able to add more incentives. Maybe, you know, I don't know what government support is still on EVs and things like that. But, but in general, if you're sitting there as a buyer to finance a used 
something circa 50k might actually be just inherently way more expensive than going and buying a new car circa 50k yeah because what i mean what what obviously happened you know people forget with pre-covid it was always sometimes beneficial to buy a new car than it was a used car but always the problem is is when you want to come out Mm. that's the problem so the reason why I always say buy a used car or a nearly new car, and it's predominantly what we sell, is because it's a lot easier to come out because it's already suffered the depreciation. That's changed slightly over the last couple of years because used cars have gone up, but they have come back down again and they'll continue to come down as well. Um, the, the, the new car market is always odd and very hard to predict because we don't control it. Sure. The manufacturer does. So, and in turn, in a funny sort of way, he then controls the used car market because it all comes from the top and then it just filters down. So, the, 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 the new car, all I know is, is that it won't, it can't stop. It won't stop because they'll, they'll have to keep selling cars. Certain manufacturers will slow down. In the last recession, people like Bentley and Aston Martin and some of these other marks, they really struggled because they just didn't sell cars. And the, what what's going on with interest rates at the moment and what, you know, pre, as we come out of the last session in 2012, they were at four and a half, five percent 5%. So it's, it's only been the last few years, but they've been like a percent or 1.5% and it's been so cheap. So there's almost like been a, a, a generation, your generation, if you like, that have never known money to be at this amount before. Us damn millennials. But, yeah. <laughs> We've already had enough issues. <laughs> and now, and not had enough issues, but already had that sort of, um, uh, what's it called? I've lost all my words today, but... Just today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> common theme of this podcast you know millennials are always said to be laziest and expect the world to land in their lap and, yeah um what's that called I, I don't know mate but i reckon every generation has its problems as well you know we, we always used to think that and i'm i'm not a generation but i'm 10 years older than you mm-hmm. and we always like oh flipping hell i wish we'd have been around 10 years before when the big house rises because yeah, that's yeah, what we course, had yeah. you know uh, my mum and dad bought a house for 40 odd grand yeah you know <laughs> what i mean and, same, yeah. yeah and now joke, right? it's like ridiculous yeah, so yeah. and i'm we missed that as a generation by 10 or 12 years yeah. you're 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 you've seen this really low rate of finance but actually it's like anything it's just change yeah. when we get used to that change what we need is stability that's what we need we need a line under it and it's the always the uncertainty, which is where we're at. The, we're in that funny sort of place at the moment where no one really knows what's going on. All I can tell you from what I see in my market, in what I do for a living, is that, that cars have had an adjustment. They are going to continue to have an adjustment. They, they always do have adjustments in general. They don't. Again, the last two years has been odd because they've been going up on standing still. In general, they lose money every month. If you've got a car on finance, especially a used one, what you're paying is normally the depreciation. And if you've got a PCP deal, you're covered, you're safe anyway. So you've got nothing to worry about. If you've got a HP balloon deal, well, you're in... Slightly different matter. <laughs> which is what you're having your GT3. So it's, it's not a guaranteed balloon. No. So... If the well goes to poo, it's not going to happen on that car, mate. If I'm honest, because well, it might. I I don't want to. I'm not going to be completely blasé and blinkered. You know, none of it. And you you hit the nail on the head with the uncertainty. So look, of course, I'm not planning to not take delivery of my GT3. I'm still going ahead. I'm working my ass off to make sure that yeah, financially, it's not a burden. But it, it, it it's the uncertainty that just makes me feel a little bit nervous. And you, you summed up perfectly earlier as well. God, you've hit some really good marks today, Tony. But, um, you know, I ordered that car back in March. Mm. So now I'm sitting here and I'm just like, oh, it's, it just feels like a bit of an impending, and I'm sure it'll turn up and I'll be ecstatic and I'll be happy and et cetera, et cetera. But um, 
you know, there is a part of everything that's going on that, of course, yeah, makes makes me nervous. And I don't want to sit here and go, well, yeah, it's a GT3 there. It's fine. I'll always be all right. I've got to be a little bit more prepared that that might not be the situation. And it, and it, and it's good that you do think like that. And it's right to think like that. But just look at previous models of your car in particular, because that's what you're worried about. The, 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 the previous model car is still 100 and it's still over list retail sure sure, yeah okay that's going to get corrected a bit and i expect that to come down twenty thousand quid or whatever but your car will come down with it but it won't be under list it's it's not it's not going to be a thing mate because there's there's so far above the only way it's going to get anywhere near list is is if everyone decides to put their car on the market and there's no one that wants to buy them because it's it's like anything is supply and demand and if there's more supply than there is demand, prices have to fall. And then from a dealer or the punter's point of view, it's a race to the bottom. And what happens is you'll get someone that will panic, that will go, oh, oh I, got a, I got a GT3. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to sell it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going um, to ask the big overs. I'm going to sell it for 10 grand over this. I'm just going to get my money back. Just get my money back. I don't. And then that, that's the snowball effect. Okay. That's what happens. So if we were to summarise this at all with, I guess, one line of advice or, or one line of summary for those that are concerned or questioning it, what's your, what's your umbrella thought or line? Ban um, down the hatches or don't, don't worry? Don't, or- no, worry. Don't panic because panic often leads to rational decisions in general. Irrational. Tr- irrational, yeah. Try try not to try not to panic. Um I, I always kind of see these scenarios as opportunities, as I've told you before. Um cars are slightly different from a punter point of view, but whatever you do for a living, try and see it as an opportunity than it being a bad thing that's gonna happen to you. Um it it it's never long term. It will sort itself out at some point. And like I said, what we're looking for as a nation and what needs to happen is the stability. Once all this uncertainty is out of the way, don't listen to the news because they're oh, clueless. They're absolutely them. clueless. They just report bad news and they're so ill-informed they don't know what they're talking about. It's become a clickbait generation. That's it's, sure, f- yeah. it's, it's full of it. I remember in COVID times, the, the news, and we know telly and that, it's always filmed six months after... This is why people watch YouTube now, because it's now. Six months, the telly's so out of date. You know, I remember before they were talking about car prices and they're six months late. Mm. And by that time, they're coming back down again. Mm. You know, and they're saying, they're telling the whole nation, that oh, these car prices, they're all through the roof. So don't listen to the news. Turn the news off because it's a complete waste of time. And and try and keep your overheads down. That 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 is always the key in, in anything you do. You have to try and keep your overheads down in general. Well, I'd say watch the news if you want, but just maybe have a slight pinch of salt in the reality that it's, again, a it. business. You know? <laughs> just don't watch it. I think it. it's a bit, a bit, a bit intense <laughs> to say don't watch the news. Yeah. Um, but, well, look, uh, it's turned out to be a bit of a Q&A episode, but uh, I, I'm glad we did it because, yeah, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm with a lot of our listeners and viewers having a bit of a concern and being a bit panicked and being a bit depressed about the current situation and i know no matter where you are in the world it's probably affecting you um i feel like most countries and most people are affected at the moment by everything that's happening here in the uk it is particularly bad it feels particularly bad um and i and you know and cars therefore that we're all passionate about are part of our our thoughts and our conversations so thank you tony for this fascinating insight Uh, but yeah let's all keep going and we'll keep going and I guess next week we might touch on it slightly more because we're going to be doing a bit of an EV special next week. It's been a really? while. It's been a while since we've had oh. a bit of an EV chat. And whilst we were away, lots of sort of things happened that we should have discussed, but obviously we were off air. So yeah, we may touch on this a little bit more again next week, or at least in terms of sort of EV things. So yeah, make sure you subscribe if you're watching here on YouTube. Turn on notifications so you don't miss any future episode. Um, and oh, I meant to say, I meant to say this at the beginning actually. We've been doing on the YouTube channel shorts um, sort of little short teaser episodes so not not shorts you wear no not shorts to wear short clips Uh, this is all about increasing our searchability or discoverability within YouTube now initially we did a couple that were kind of went out post 
the episode. I think this week you would have seen them as teasers. Uh, some of you are a little bit upset going, oh, it's too much, it's a bit confusing. I think it's a new episode. It's not. As I say, you don't have to watch them. They're just there to try and aid other people discovering the podcast. So um, I saw a few people just being like, oh, make another channel. That's no. <laughs> We're doing it to bring more people to this channel. So uh, It's a bit of awareness for us. Yeah, I hope you understand that. Uh, if you're listening, uh, then uh, don't worry. Uh, things continue as per normal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you might be listening. Uh, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. And yes, we'll be back with you next week for yeah, a bit of an EV special. So stay tuned for that. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.